Today, I want to talk about the software engineer productivity. So let's break down um, just a set of category about the productivity. So there is a just a general productivity for any any work, and then the subset of it is productivity as a software engineer. And also, there is a different aspect where what would be like team productivity. I want to mention about, so I want to start to talk about the first one, um, just a general productivity. And this is going to be very simple, like just three things. Um, one is don't do multitasking. You just focus on one task one time. You know, uh, already preliminary research already showed a lot of evidence that people cannot mind a task and you cannot achieve more or better than when you really focus on one thing at one time. Generally, this is called a flow. And if you really, you know, submerge your consciousness to like only one task, you can sort of like Pareto, you know, you can apply, you know, what you can accomplish. I'm just maybe spending 20% of your time to accomplish 80% of what you should do. Just to focus on one thing at one time, don't do my task. And this means you reduce the distractions that trigger multitasking mode. So basically, you wanted to minimize the time you needed to spend for like the context to switch from one thread um, of your attention to the other, to another. So focus on one thing. Don't do multitask. So second thing is about the sleep. Um, you'd aim at. You'd wanted to aim at very you know, high quality sleep and just enough amount of sleep. Um, typically seven to eight hours are optimal amount of sleep you need to be performant. And the quality of sleep, of course, is all important. I do really recommend to start to keep tracking the quality of your sleep. Uh, I'm using Oralink which is just a you know smaller device you can put on your finger and then just to start reading about the heart rate, your temperatures, and then you can get smarter like up you know um the app. You can take a look at your score of your sleep quality on the app. Um, it's really easy to to you know aware and there's no stress like to me personally to keep willing while I'm sleeping or even just in daily life. And I can see a lot of, you know, to, to me, like it's, I can <clears throat> see a lot of interruption while I'm sleeping. It's, there's a lot of, you know, um, activities and like I realized that I didn't take as much sleep as I needed. And now that I can actually see how we, how I can improve on not only just the time or timing, like not only just the amount of sleep, but also like timing of sleep and how I can reduce this a, you know, low quality sleep 
um, if you and that I, that I can see, it's actually you know um, tracking your body movement as well. So I could see my body actually moves a lot when I was trying to like first two to three hours of my sleep, and I I changed my postures and I like looked up just some information about why I'm body moving so many times. And I found that maybe this is related postures and maybe how you went to sleep or you do before sleep. So you can actually find a lot of like information about, you know, how you can get high quality sleep. So, but just to make sure that you get high quality and enough amount to sleep. And third thing is the exercise. So exercise is something that is already proven that to improve your focus um, throughout the day, especially when you do in the morning. Um, you sh- you don't need to do it very like intense workout, even just 10 to 15 minutes of working or running or, you know, um, like small interval trainings. It's just totally fine. If you do spend, you know, five to 10 minutes, it's worse doing it because you would feeling that you can focus better in the most especially in earlier days and if you feel like it's a little bit stuck or you know just your brain is a little bit clouded and then you can um you know do a quick exercise in the middle of the day to like make a refresh okay that is about the general productivity and the second productivity um segment is the soft engineering productivity so i think as a soft engineer there's a tons of things you can like, you know, optimize on. Maybe you can optimize your tools you're using. But I think most of the case, I feel like um, these are five things. So, so like this is actually the steps. So like when you do software engineering in general, like if you wanted to maximize the outcome of your project, it's not about the core itself. It's actually what features or like pro even just a product or or like any you know project is just to focus on what would be the high high higher value features uh higher value features um or products or you know any aspect of your products and um if you cannot explain how valuable the future is and if you cannot quantify it you need to just a little bit think through about it and to just have a discussion with the with the you know with the team um which one is actually the most important features to introduce and like just proactively work on what we can improve on in terms of user experiences and uh, any, any any like business values and second is is of course like before jumping into implementation coding you we wanted to spend really you know very careful about the architectures and design and then just to make sure you document it and to get feedback on it from stakeholders and especially you know product engineer you are working with and it, it, it has to be very explicit and precise 
Um, so you needed to have sort of expectation about what types of feedback you wanted to get and specifically what issues you wanted to address um, by this architecture and design. If you can explain really well, I think you'll be com like you'd be convinced by your, your ideas and also you can convince others to build uh, based on your architecture and design. And third is the still you're not going to implement if you've you figured out architecture and design, but you not you still needed to like take one step before jumping into the coding, which is to plan implementation itself. So now that you have architecture and design to figure it out, but most of the cases, I feel it's very beneficial to write up a little document about you know more details details about how you're going to implement it so it's like a pseudocode um so it's actually makes you listing up all like the you know ma major use cases and use flows of that the features and then you start thinking about how you can technically implement it if it's a back-end code it's about like main business logics and what APIs you're going to need and what kind of help a missile do you need to associate with that APIs and what are the interaction between front end and back end if there are any pers like new uh, data table a uh, database table you need to um, to configure and is there any data fields you need to add in the table those kind of things has to be figured out first. Maybe this can be done in design architecture level, but I think it's more adding more details about implementation. And of course the front end, what components you need uh, in Mega Summit using React. So I usually do uh, listing up all the components and what APIs, what kind of props you're gonna pass in and what the state you're gonna have um, in Redux or like any local states or like literally everything. And what use what kind of callbacks you wanted to implement, what kind of memo memoized value you wanted to use, um, in a UV stop. And you would be able to have like very clear ideas about what you need to implement. And fourth step, um, after you figure out, you know, the planning about implementation, is a PL planning. So. PL's planning is, I think, is also important step because you usually tend to have a, you know, a thousands of code into like into one PL if you're not careful enough about the planning about the how you incrementally introduce your changes to your code base, and this would help. Like this process will help to figure out what would be, you know, workable unit of your implementation. And then you can usually split it into much smaller pieces of PLs, um, which is very independent. And that's beneficial because it's really easy to contain any potential, you know, um, a potential issues, you know, uncorrectness, like incorrect, incorrect code, um, performance code, and, uh, you know, um, readability issues. I can be captured if it's like less than, you know, a couple of lines of code, but if you, um, and you can usually, you know, if you got a thousands of change, a thousand lines of changes and you can split it into, you know, 
like five PLs and like each contains two hundred lines, and that'll be like much easier for handle as a quarter and also review of that PLs. And five, like fifth step is actually you're gonna start working on first PL that you identified, and then you're gonna split it into the smaller commits. So the commits is also the workable unit of changes you'd have achieved. So if you're going to aiming at one particular behaviors of that within the spreaded APL, and if you, as soon as you achieve it, you can name it as what behavior you achieved with the change, and then add in the small commit, and, and you know, add the messages to the commit. Typically, like, you know, maybe just only one commit is just totally fine if it's conscious to with just only one behavior change. But usually one PL can have like two or three like small behaviors um, that you wanted to achieve. So um, those commits is also helpful. It's kind of footprint or his, like just a footprint about you know, what do you think through about the changes you make in the inside of the PL? And also it's kind of give you a reversibility at any point to a commit. So if you do not like any changes you made, you can just leave it back to the point you wanted to go back without blinking anything um, if you use a soft reset. Um, so that's engineering in general. And I think that the gym productivity is especially, um, you know, a lot of important. But one thing, something you, we need to mention, I think about, is uh, we need to design a team in the way that, like, you feeling like you belonging to that. You know, everyone else is actually, you know, really cooperative and collaborative and really fun to work with. Those environmental making or team building is super important. I think it's tended to be. Um, underestimated but um, without having that environment I think it's really hard for sustaining um, you know engineering work to be more engaging and be productive um, and think kind of thing is I think the product features and and tasks also needed to be like challenging and engaging um, it's an interest to say, if you're feeling like what you're working on is not like something really excited you, it's very hard to engage in. So I think it's very important to design product feature and tasks to be to be more challenging and engaging. And third is about the autonomy. Um, so autonomy is is um, like you basically can like find a numbers of optionalities about how you do it so after you clarify all what you should do and why you needed to do it but you wanted to maximize the freedom about how you're gonna achieving it and maybe this is not individual autonomy like you need to of course you know um resolving with or just you know optimize like you know or reaching to the like best ideas and execution and planning planning and execution uh, with a discussion and a cooperation and gaining feedback from like from team members and 
you needed to be like very you know flexible and be feeling like you would be able to control how you're gonna achieve it or even like after you realize that what you're gonna build is not does not make sense or part of you like part of what you're working on is not make sense you can just bring it up and change what you're gonna work on and um redefining what are you gonna build is also important it's like changing requirement from your from your you know proactivity you know pro proactively you change you request to change a requirement is like one thing and you're feeling like you you have like autonomy to do it um so those are like all like team productive so i talk about um <clears throat> you know productivity in general just productivity in general is just the three thing to think just focus on your one task don't do multitask and and then sleep well um do exercise and engineering in general uh focusing on the high value features or uh products architect design first and plan implementation uh, splitting our implementation into smaller pls and then you can splitting our pl into the smaller commits and for the team productivity build great team um build great team um make your product features and tasks more challenging and engaging and maximize autonomy about how you do it how we do it how individual individual members do it in 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 the symphony with the team 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 works so i think that's it um it's actually got a long long um contents but i really wanted to something think through like simple ideas about how to be productive as a software engineer i think next time i want a little bit focus on the asynchronous communication aspect because i'm kind of i'm i'm remotely working and also i'm not uh 50% of time I'm counting on the asynchronous communication. So um yeah, next time I'm going to talk about or focusing on the synchronous communication and the productivity of it. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned.